Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 7, 1 through 17 is where we're at in a message titled, Too Complicated. Verse 12, And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. So this paints a very grim picture. You know, we think about this, and we're like, oh, sad, you know, she lost her son. But this is actually more of a devastating situation just by this verse than we could possibly imagine. In the Jewish culture, it was the oldest son who was tasked with the job of taking care of his mother. If he died, then his younger brother would then take that responsibility. But this is her only son, and she's a widow, and now her only son is dead, which means that she has nobody to provide for her. She has nobody to take care of her in old age. And there was nothing more unthinkable than the loss of this son, and nothing more unthinkable in the life of a parent to, to lose their child anyway. You know, I've sat across the room from many parents or across the desk from many parents who have lost their children, and it is not a pleasant thing. When you do this for 20 years, it happens. One year I had, in three weeks, three deaths of three children. One, a very small boy, a teenage girl, and then a young man in his 20s. And that was difficult for me to sit across from these parents and to go to the hospital, you know, and to talk to them and to watch a child die. And they always say the same thing. They always say that, those same words. This isn't supposed to be like this. A child can't die before its parents. It's the most unnatural thing you could possibly imagine. And yet the, the truth of the matter is, is that every single person in this world is going to die. And, and as we go through life, you know, at, at a young age, I remember the first time I had a, a lost a grandparent, which is kind of, you know, kind of distant compared to your parents and, and definitely distant compared to your, your siblings. But I had a grandparent die, and that was really difficult. But then as I got older, more grandparents died. And then a friend, a close friend, a close co-worker dies. As you go through life, the longer you live, the more and the more frequent death happens in your life. And we are faced with the fact that someday we're going to be in this crowd, following behind a casket. And then someday we're going to be in the casket. That's just the reality of life. Ultimate statistic, 10 out of 10 die. Everybody is going to go through this. That was kind of funny. I don't know. That's a pretty somber moment to laugh at a joke. I wasn't trying to be funny. But here's a widow who's literally lost everything. Verse 13, it says, When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Now, this could be funny. I mean, not funny, but funny you know i mean it's just weird like why would jesus you know hey i know you just lost your son that you're probably in big trouble now but hey can you stop crying for a minute i mean you think how in compassion you know insensitive it could that he possibly be 
I think about, you know, the angels, when the angels interact with people, they obviously don't understand humanity. They don't understand the human condition, you know, and when the ladies show up, they're all weeping and they get to the tomb and he, and the angels just like, why are you here? You know, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's risen just like he said he would, you know, what's wrong with you? And obviously it's like, they have no compassion, you know, but I don't think that's what's happening here. I don't, I don't think that that's what Jesus, I don't think Jesus at all is insensitive to the, insensitive to the human condition. I've talked to a few people who have had experiences where Jesus has appeared to them. One was a Muslim from Iran, and while he was in Iran, radical Muslim extremist, Jesus appeared to him and told him, I'm coming back soon, I want you to follow me. And he he described that, and he became a Christian from that experience, but he described it as when he saw Jesus, he was filled with overwhelming peace, and he was overwhelmed by his presence and the love that he felt. Oftentimes when people see an angel, they're terrified, right? And we see that throughout the Bible. But when Jesus appears to somebody, it's very, very different. They feel this amazing love. The other person I know was my four-year-old son. And I asked him, I said, were you scared when Jesus showed up at your bedside? He's like, no, I just felt really, really happy. You know? <laughs> and I, I felt really, really safe. You know, I mean, he, That's what Jesus exudes. And I don't think it would be any different here. Now, of course, the exalted risen Jesus and him appearing to us would be different than Jesus meeting you on the street. But I don't think that Jesus ever gives us a command that he doesn't give us the power to obey that command, whether it be stretch out your hand or rise up and walk or do not weep. And so what I think we're seeing here is two miracles, actually. First of all, we see him coming to this woman and he tells her not to weep. And now all of a sudden she feels the ability not to weep. All of a sudden she's filled with peace. All of a sudden she's filled with love. All of a sudden she's filled with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden she knows everything's going to be okay. And I think it's important to say that or to state that because I think sometimes we go through these emotional pain and we're just so emotionally distraught or spiritually distraught and we don't know how we're going to move forward. And Jesus is calling and saying, hey, you need to come to me and receive peace. You need to come to me and and be touched and, and healed. I love it when people are healed. When we did our healing and prayer service, we had several people. In fact, I still have people come up to me and tell me, I was healed at that service. I was riding with one of my sons and he was having extreme anxiety, you know, around crowds. And I said, are you okay to get on the bus to go to the youth retreat this year? We drove, literally drove up here to go to the youth retreat. And he says, no, I can't get on the bus. He just had anxiety. I, I can't get on the bus. In fact, I think the year before we put him on the bus and I had to come and get him because he just started to have a panic attack on the bus with all those screaming kids. Yeah, he lives in my house, so I don't know how he even survives. But I was taking him this a couple of years back. I was taking him to the bus, and I was like, are you going to be okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, I thought you were having anxiety. He's like, no, I got healed. I was like, when? He said, at the prayer and healing service. I went up and got prayer for, for that anxiety, and it went away. And, and another guy was healed of cancer, you know, had colon cancer, all this stuff going on. Lord healed him. You know, Jeremiah talked about it a little bit last week, but that's what sometimes Jesus does those things. And he heals this woman, I believe, of her anxiety and her emotional distraughtness. And, and you know, that was another thing that people, that's what I was going to say, that's another thing that people told us after that was, I was distressed and I went up and got prayer and the Lord healed my anxieties. And I think sometimes we neglect prayer for those things. We need to pray for those things as much as we need to pray for cancer or a hip that's out of joint or whatever it might be. 
Jesus has, I think even more so sometimes, peace that passes understanding for those who are going through trials. In fact, he promises it, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Verse 14, it says, Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. Now, of course, everything Jesus is doing in this chapter is completely unclean. You don't go to a Gentile's house. You don't touch a coffin. You touch a coffin, you're unclean. You can't touch a dead person. You're unclean. You can't walk over a grave. You're unclean. And so these are things that Jesus is doing that are kind of considered. You don't go up to a coffin and touch it. Of course, there's people who are carrying the coffin and the family who would touch that coffin, but they would be unclean until evening from doing that. And so if you weren't part of the funeral or part of the party, you wouldn't do that, right? And yet Jesus goes right up, touches the coffin, and he says, young man, he touched the open coffin, and, and, and it was really just a buyer, a, a bed that the guy was on. In Israel, they buried them the same day that they died. So you die, they wrap you, they anoint you with oils and whatever. They'd wrap you in these burial cloths, and then they'd put you on a board or a plank, and they'd take you to the sarcophagus. Sarcophagus is kind of like Jesus' tomb. You know, you, the stone rolls back, and they put you on a stone platform and just lay you there. And a sarcophagus was for the purpose of, the word sarcophagus means flesh eater. And so you'd lay there and they just close it up and let nature happen for a couple of years and the bugs would come in and the, you know, everything would happen and they come in two years later and you'd just be a pile of bones and they'd just take your bones and scrape them off into a box and then they'd write your name on the box and they'd put it somewhere or, or buried or whatever. And that was the way they dealt with people in those days. And so here's this young man and they could reuse it that way. You know, you're, you're not just, you know, it's a rotating door there. But Jesus touches this coffin, and they stop, and he speaks to the young man, and he tells him to arise. This can be hard, too. I remember one time I was at a funeral of a young man, very a little boy, actually, had been killed in a car accident. And as I'm doing the memorial service, a gal came up from the crowd, and she says, I feel like the Lord's telling me we need to open up the casket so I can pray for him. I feel like the Lord's going to raise him from the dead. And, you know, as a pastor, you're, that's a really awkward position to be put into. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I mean, certainly I don't want to not see him raised from the dead, right? But then also, this is a very insensitive thing for a mom who just lost her son. Praise the Lord, and I don't know how, but God intervened. And the mom of the child, she said, thank you so much. For wanting to do that but my husband and I stood in the in the mortuary with his body and we prayed that if God wanted him to raise that he would raise and he didn't thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes if you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756 be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.